And happy Monday. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. We started on Friday to look at Psalm 29, wherein David vividly describes a thunderstorm. And we looked at the introduction, verses 1 through 2, that invitation to worship and to give God the glory, to worship Him in the beauty of holiness. And I believe that's describing, uh, referring to the Lord's holiness. Verses 3 through 9 today describe that thunderstorm. I'll begin by reading verses 1 through 2 to refresh our memories. The Bible says in Psalm 29, beginning in verse 1, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now, why David introduces this chapter like that is because of what he is experiencing and writing in the verses to come, a mighty thunderstorm. And if you've experienced a mighty thunderstorm, it can at the same time be both comforting and a little unnerving because that rolling thunder is maybe a little farther away and it sounds nice and the rain maybe puts you to sleep. People even buy noisemakers just to listen to the sound of rain and the distant thunder. But when the thunder gets close and the lightning cracks around you, then it's not so comforting anymore because you see that nothing remains untouched by the power of that thunderstorm of a mighty, a real mighty storm. And God call, or excuse me, David calls, well, I, God wrote the Bible, but by the hand of David, David uh, writes the voice of the Lord to describe the thunder. And he does so seven times in verses three through nine. Verse three says, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. When it says it's upon the waters, he is referring to a storm a Bruin over the Mediterranean. And the God of glory thundereth. That's the only time I believe we see the word thunder. After that, it's called the voice of the Lord. The Lord is upon many waters. And as it rolls in, verse number four, the voice of the Lord. There you go. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. We said it there on Friday that the voice of the Lord is powerful. God is powerful. Uh, Given to the Lord, O ye mighty, given to the Lord glory and strength. And when we hear the mighty thunder rolling, we're reminded of how powerful God is. More powerful than angels, more powerful than the prince and kings of the earth, more powerful than anything. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Verse 5, the voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. Now, you might have heard here in the Bible at some point reference to the cedars of Lebanon. That's what they got to bring to Israel when they were building David's house, building the temple. They're mighty. The cedars of Lebanon were renowned. They were towering. They were stronger than any other tree. Yet, we see here they're not as mighty as the voice of the Lord. Before the voice of the Lord, they broke. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. And it was a classic thing to say the cedars of Lebanon, uh, a figurative language to say the most powerful thing that's grown out of God's earth is 
is not as powerful as just the voice of the Lord. You understand the voice of the Lord is powerful. We call the Bible the word of God. God created everything with just the word of his lips. And when he returns, he'll judge from a flaming sword that proceedeth out of his mouth. Jesus is called the word of God. It's powerful, powerful. And the voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Verse six, he maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. Um, skip like a calf. You can imagine these cedars of Lebanon being struck by lightning and skipping and flying all around. Maybe you've been around a hurricane or you've seen the devastation on the news and or some other storm. And you see these mighty things just thrown around like nothing, just made to skip around. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn, it says. So a unicorn is a rhinoceros, so a young animal. Lebanon and Syrian are two prominent mountain peaks. So he's drawn vivid reference, uh, vivid imagery from the cedars of Lebanon. And now what the original readers would have instantly recognized were Mount Lebanon and Mount Hermon, also called Syrian in another place. So Mount Lebanon and Mount Hermon, Mount Syrian, they are strong. They're, they're symbols. A mountain is a symbol of strength and majesty and permanence. But it says here, uh, he maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. And so the voice of the Lord is no match even for the mountain, making them skip, tumble through the storm. Verse number seven, the voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. What a way to describe lightning. If you've seen lightning strike and leave fire behind it's it's really it's really humbling it really is and the voice of the lord divideth the flames of fire verse number eight the voice of the lord shaketh the wilderness the lord shaketh the wilderness of kadesh he's referring there to a desert and he's referring not to just any desert when he says kadesh but it's one that the israelites would have instantly recognized kadesh barnea you might recognize that. That's the place where the Israelites wandered for 40 years. Desert, nothing there. And it shakes. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. It also, by him referring specifically to Kadesh, kind of describes how wide this storm was and how far-reaching it was, how it kept going and going. Lebanon and Syrian are up north, Kadesh is way in the south. And the storm, the voice of the Lord, touched everything, more mighty than anything, and it humbles everything and everybody. That's the voice of the Lord. Verse number nine, the final verse describing this thunderstorm, the voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve. Now a hind is a deer. And if a hind is to calve, it means he's to go into labor. But the voice of the Lord, the thunder is what made the hinds to calve. And so you've got deer out there who are so terrified by that loud thunder that they've gone into premature labor. It also discovereth the forest, that lightning in a pitch black night will light up everything in an instant, discovereth the forest. And in his temple, verse 9, the last bit of verse 9, in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. Now, which temple? 
Now, it could be talking about the heavenly temple. It could be talking about the earthly temple. It could be the heavenly temple in that it is described, the throne of God, the temple of God, in several places. And in verse number one, the mighty are told to give unto the Lord glory and strength, and many believe those are angels. And so if you could imagine the scene, it's described in the prophets, described in Revelation, the, those surrounding his throne, bowing down and giving worship to the Lord. And so in his temple, doth everyone speak of his glory? It could be around his throne, and they do around his throne. Holy, 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 they say, the, the Lord of hosts, the whole, whole earth is full of his glory, is what they say to him. And it's whether the heavenly or the earthly temple, all who recognize the power of God must speak of his glory. And you and I, if we're not humbled before God, if we don't give unto the Lord, do praise and worship, if we don't give as in ascribe to the Lord glory and honor and strength and worship, then our eyes are not really open to who the Lord is. Just look around today. Think about all that you've gone through. Think about creation. Think about how God is actively working all over the place. And when you do, when you get near the Lord, when you recognize him, his presence, when you read the word of God, you pray, in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. The closer you get to the Lord, the more you want to worship the Lord. The more you'll give praise to the Lord. The more you will give importance to what God has given importance to. It affects you. It changes you. Tomorrow, we'll look at the last two verses. We'll make an application for this chapter. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.